What do our dreams mean? You're listening to Psychologically Speaking, a podcast for anyone interested in understanding how psychology applies to everyday life. Welcome. I'm your host, Dawn Brinkley. I'm so excited you're hanging out with me today. As a psychology lecturer and enthusiast, it's my job to dispel some of the myths people often have about psychology. As a true psychology nerd, I'm defending my favorite subject matter against all false claims. In the last episode, I mentioned that I would be including a psychology myth or science topic at the top of every episode to be revealed at the bottom, so at the end of every episode. You'll need to stick around to hear the answer to the myth or science topic. Today's myth or science topic is many people never dream. Think about whether that is a myth or it has been shown to be evidenced, I can't say true, by science. Now let's dive into our episode. When was the last time you created something magical, colorful, wonderful that you didn't intend to create? You can't quite make sense of it, even though you created it. I'll give you a hint. When you created it, you were asleep. I have a reoccurring dream about my teeth falling out. I can never remember what I was doing at the time, All I can remember is that one minute I'm fine and the next minute I start talking and my teeth just start to crumble. I get this horrible taste in my mouth. I start to swallow some of them. I become seriously ill and I immediately begin to regurgitate them back up. (sighs) I get anxious just thinking about it. It's it's, It's a horrible, horrible dream. Dreams have been a fascination since the beginning of time. Many people wonder about the meaning of dreams because we all have dreams, but it's difficult to know whether our dreams really mean anything or are dreams just random stories that our brain tends to tell us. People have been interpreting dreams for thousands of years, dating all the way back as far as 3000 to 4000 BC where people documented their interpretations on clay tablets. Primitive societies often could not distinguish between dreams and reality. So they weren't sure where uh, their dreams began and reality ended or vice versa, where reality ended and their dreams began is probably a better way to explain it. Greeks and Romans saw dreams as messages from gods or messages from beyond the grave. Some philosophers believe that dreams were helpful in diagnosing illnesses and predicting disease. Very powerful, very magical, very mystical things dreams are thought to be. Some pretty powerful stuff. Fast forward to the 19th and 20th century. Psychologists like Freud and Jung they came up with um, dream theories. 
In his landmark work, The Interpretation of Dreams, Freud stated that dreams symbolize unconscious wishes and that analyzing dreams would uncover our hidden desires. And if you know anything about Freud, you know that more than likely he said those desires had something to do with sex. He also believed that we dream to protect sleep. So we have dreams because we need to sleep. Sleep is important. According, if we didn't dream according to Freud, we would be up all night fighting. Oh, there it is. We would be up all night fighting back our sexual and aggressive desires. Jung thought that dreams functioned as a bridge between our conscious and unconscious thoughts. Unlike Freud, he argued against repressed thoughts and desires. He said, instead, dreams were problem-solving tools. They helped us to consolidate our memories. They helped us to figure things out. Dreammoods.com it's a website uh, giving you historical information about dreams. It also has a dream dictionary. Some of you might have visited it. Uh, visited it <laughs> if you're interested in dream interpretation. It says that dreams of falling or crumbling teeth are the most common dreams they receive. Dreaming about one's teeth reflects vanity and anxiety about others' perceptions of you. Dreams about teeth also supposedly reflect fears about getting older, feeling unattractive, and undesirable. Undesirable. So, apparently, I am a vain old woman who cares way too much about what other people think about her. Wow. <laughs> Do dreams have meaning or protective value? If we believe Freud's theory, then dreams do serve a purpose and are triggered by unconscious desires. Other psychologists, however, say that the initial trigger to dreams is psychologically meaningless. So it doesn't mean anything psychologically. Before we get into that, before we get into more modern psychological um, dream theories, in psychology, let's first talk about why we sleep. Sleep is important. Like Jung said, it is important. Sleep is an altered state of consciousness. We sleep for many reasons. We sleep to conserve energy. Sleep helps to restore our bodies. And sleep is important to brain function. For example, memory consolidation. When we sleep, our body is mostly at rest but our brain is highly active. In 1952, eight-year-old Armand Azarinsky went to bed one night. His father, Eugene, who was a graduate student at the University of Chicago at the time, had repaired an electroencephalograph machine that day and he needed to test it. He placed electrodes near Armand's eyes to record the rolling eye movements that were believed to occur during sleep at that time. Something amazing happened. Azarinsky watched the machine go wild, tracing deep zigzags on the graph paper. He thought the device might still be broken, so he continued to record through the night. 
the activity recurred as the night proceeded. So it kept on going as the night went on. And as Arinsky realized that the periods of fast jerky eye movements were accompanied by energetic brain activity. So although Armand was sleeping, there was still activity going on in his brain. Eugene awakened his son during one of these episodes and Armand reported having a dream. As Arinsky had discovered what we now know as REM sleep, rapid eye movement sleep. The sleeping brain is very active. If someone recorded you while you were sleeping, so if they hooked you up to an EEG, your brain waves while you were awake would very closely resemble your brain waves during REM sleep. The pattern is very similar. If you're interested, you can look it up. I can put some images on the my blog underneath the psychologically speaking link. But during the stages of sleep, the uh, restful awake state, the brain activity waves look very similar to the REM sleep. Considering how active the brain is during REM sleep, it makes sense that the brain might produce images, so it would be activated, and it then might combine those into a story, synthesize those together. At least this is the explanation of dreams behind Hobson and colleagues' activation synthesis theory of dreams. Their theory claims that dreams are simply the brain's way of making sense of the random electrical signals it receives while it's sleeping. The pons is an area of the brain located at the stem. It's thought that the pons randomly generates electrical signals. It then sends these signals, which are composed of fragments of memories, images, and emotions. It sends those to higher regions of the brain. Because our instinct as humans is to make sense of meaningless things, our brain then attempts to make these signals meaningful. We want, to, we want them to mean something. This theory, it helps to explain um, why our dreams are sometimes just bizarre and weird. The strangeness is a result of the brain trying to make sense of that useless activity that's going on with those neural signals. Some say that Hobson is saying that our dreams are meaningless. That's not what he's saying. He's saying that the answer in decoding dreams doesn't lie in interpreting the symbols or looking for symbolism in dreams. It has to do with what we as the dreamer do with that information. So how we make sense of the progression of all that disorganized content once we wake up, once we're awake. A counter to the idea that our brain takes these images, emotions, things that have in our brain that are just sitting there, that activity, and try to make sense of it. Um, a counter to that focuses on comparisons between dreaming and waking thought. This theory says that those two are very similar, so that dreaming and waking thought are very similar. Dream expert William Domhoff 
says that dreams are not a cognitive mismatch, mishmash of random fragments of memories and emotions generated by the lower brain. So they're not something that the lower brain tries to make sense of. They're imaginative, mostly realistic simulations of waking life. They mirror our experiences throughout the day, which is why this is another myth. Maybe I should have given this one to you guys, which is why there is a psychology myth that most dreams are just strange and don't make sense at all when the reality is that most of our dreams are pretty coherent and we can make sense of what's going on. We have very few dreams that are just wild and outrageous, although we might have, for example, a recurring dream like mine with the teeth falling out. But for the most part, our dreams are pretty mundane. Domhoff's theory also says, well, he and other psychologists, that dreams not only occur in REM sleep. Ha, huh, maybe I should have given you guys this one. That's another myth as well, that dreams only occur in REM sleep. That's something that I used to think um, before I started studying dreams more and studying psychology more. Dreams also happen at the onset of sleep. Think about daydreaming, possibly as well as during non-REM sleep. In other words, contrary to the activation synthesis theory, dreams are not foreign to our waking experience because the activation synthesis theory suggests that you have these random things going on and our brain tries to interpret that. Whereas this theory says that no, our dreams are our waking Thought. Like our waking process does have access to our dream content. Our dreams are very similar to normal thought processes. They just happen to occur during an altered state of consciousness, which is sleep. This brings us to today's psychology myth or science topic. Many people never dream. I wanted to introduce you all to some theories on dreams and give you an idea of what has been said about dreams, what type of research is still going on now. We have Freud and Jung's classic theories of dreams, and then we have the more modern theories of dreams like Hobson's activation synthesis theory, and then Domhoff's theory of neurocognitive neurocognitive theory of dreaming. Domhoff, he he has been researching dreams for over 50 years. So this guy knows a lot about um, dreams and he has a, a very interesting book. There is a very interesting um, article about his work. I'll put a link to that article on the blog as well if you're interested in looking further into it. Many people never dream psychology findings so myth or science many people claim they never dream however virtually all people report dreams when awakened from REM sleep the thought is that many people simply don't remember their dreams you might be one of those people that say I don't have dreams the reality of it is is you just don't remember 
your dreams. You typically don't remember your dreams. When people say that, that's what it is, is that they just don't remember their dreams. I wish I could forget my dream, my dream where my teeth are consistently falling out. Luckily, I haven't had it in a while, but just wait. Now that I'm talking about it, I'll be thinking about it and I'll go to sleep tonight and I'll dream about it, I'm sure. (laughs) But hopefully I I did not just speak that into existence. (laughs) There is no one answer to why people dream or do our dreams contain hidden messages and symbols. And although we have all had our share of bizarre out of this world dreams, We often dream of boring, simple things that typically reflect our daily waking activity. During my meditation group last week, one of the members is an accountant, and he mentioned that he had been working on a problem all day, maybe even for a couple of days, that he couldn't solve. And he went to sleep that night, the night before, and he woke up that morning right before He got on the call and bam, it was like right there. He knew the answer. And I mentioned to the group that that, that's a thing. Like it really is when, um, what is his name? When Donhoff, when Donhoff says that dreams are simulations of waking life, that's really what he means. Like that is psychology in action. If you're ever grappling with a problem if you're trying to study for a test if you've been trying to get some information to stick in your mind sleep on it it sounds cheesy it sounds like you've heard it before but have you ever tried it if you try it i i promise you that more than often than not it works i was like yes guys that is a thing if you're dealing with a problem sleep on it and typically when you wake up you will have your answer so think about it next time you're experiencing it do that consider these words said by pioneering sleep researcher william dement dreaming permits each and every one of us to be quietly and safely insane every night of our lives so sweet dreams folks that concludes this episode of psychologically speaking be sure to visit my blog at drbmindful.com for some useful self-help tips and highlights of the podcast episodes invite a friend to listen i welcome your suggestions and feedback at dawn b at drbmindful.com or you can post them using the contact me link on the blog. As always, thanks for hanging out with me today.